John Wesley was very careful to share his understanding of the means of grace. And the means of grace for Wesley included what we're doing today, worship. It included prayers. Included what we would call social ministry, social service, helping the poor, giving, all those kinds of things, as well as a lot of others. When John Wesley was in midlife, actually in August, early part of August, 1755, he wrote in his journal that he had mentioned to a congregation that there was another means of grace which he thought would produce great fruit. And he said in his words, he said, this has been practiced by our forefathers and our foremothers for many, many years. And it is a powerful means of grace. Well, six days later, there in that year, he introduced this means of grace to a congregation. Actually, it was a French church on the east side of London. He says there were a thousand people, actually more than a thousand people in attendance that evening. And the means of grace which was introduced to them was what he referred referred to as the covenant service. And that has been the beginning and a little bit of the history of the Wesleyan covenant service. And for nearly 300 years, churches that wear the name Methodist have rehearsed this Wesleyan covenant service primarily at the beginning of the year, either on New Year's Day or many times for a watch night service on, on New Year's Eve as they move into the new year. And so today, for just a moment, with the help of our liturgist, we're going to spend just a moment uh, going through this service as a way of moving us in to this year this new year with the hopes and dreams, the power and the energy of God. The service divided into three parts. At least I've divided it into three parts for this service today. First, there is the confession. The second part of it has to do with assurance. And the last part of it is especially focused on the covenant or on the committal part of the worship experience. And so let's begin with a confession. Do you know that we believe that eternal things are more important than temporal things? We are in fact caught up in this world in several different ways. We believe that, some of us do at least believe that where we are in our profession, where we are in our work, where we are in our marriage, that is in fact where God wants us to be. 
But there's another sense in which we are attached to the world and in that sense that we are worldly because our lives have been touched by the effects of this worldly experience. And so this is where the need for confession then arises and falls squarely on our spirits acknowledging that we need to make our confession. And then the third part of this has to do with the recognition that now is the time to do it. Now is the day of salvation. Right now and right here is the opportunity to confess that the world has a hold on us and that eternal things are most important. So don't delay. Let's do it. Let us confess our sin. Father God, set forth the way of life through your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you love dearly. We shamefully confess that we have been slow to learn of him, and we have been reluctant to follow him. You have spoken and called to us, but we have not listened. You have revealed your beauty to us, but we have been blind. You have stretched out your hands to us through our friends, but we have passed them by. We have accepted your gifts and offered little thanks. We are unworthy of your unchanging love. Dear Lord, accept our words of confession. In Jesus' name, amen. Not only do we understand the impact of uh, the fleshly dynamic, but we are in a position this morning where we can be assured that our sins are forgiven. And I'd like to express it this way. There is an ordination which took place. God ordained that Jesus would come and would be the one who would lead us into the kingdom, forgiving us and empowering us to live for God. Jesus has told us that if we confess our sins, we will forgiven. Jesus has said that if you say you have no sin, the truth is not in you and you're not one of God's. So the impact of that is real. But there is a greater power. And it's that power today that we accept as God's promise to forgive us and to love us. As a matter of fact, the prophet said it a long time ago. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, and those who believe on it will not be confounded. Let us today, having made our confession, now receive the assurance that God wants to give us that we are in fact forgiven and empowered to live for God. Let's do it now. Let's share with one another these words of assurance and pardon. God, the Father of all mercies, is faithful and to cleanse us from our sins and reassure us to Christ's image. Praise and glory be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
And the last part of the experience this morning has to do, in fact, with the covenant. And let me ask that we do it this way. First, let's make a comparison. Let's look back at where we were one year ago today. Let's look at where we are today and look back to then and compare the differences, our level of hope, our level of encouragement, our level of commitment. And then as we, as we do that, let's hold that vision, that picture, Let's hold that in our minds and in our memories and let the Holy Spirit begin to work. And the third part of this is let us make an examine, an examination. Let's continue to examine ourselves. And the fourth part is to make a resolution. Resolve. God calls us to resolve in our hearts. To make the resolution that we will indeed follow God's covenant. And the last part of it is to simply purpose in our hearts to do what we're promising to do here. And just as the people were led by their leader into the structure of worship as found in the scriptures... And the scroll was opened, and they all made the covenant to adventure in the walk through the valleys and on the mountains with God. That is the same covenant that we keep this morning, that God will be with us and we will walk with God through this year of 2022. Let's make that commitment to now with every fiber of our being and may God help us to keep our commitment. Let us now recommit ourselves to the adventure of the covenant. Let us gather here before the Lord, now in covenant commitment ourselves to Christ as his servants, let us give ourselves to him so that we may fully belong to him. Jesus Christ has left us with many services to be done. Some of these services are very easy, but some are difficult and disgraceful. Some line up with our desires and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some, we vote both Christ and ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. Give us the grace to be faithful in all things. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.